98.7 FM and AM 1340, Fox News, WGAU, your exclusive home for Classic City Today. Now, here's Tim Bryant. Except for I've been through two hurricanes. I was uh, in Hurricane Carla when I was a kid in Houston, and I was really excited during hurricane time, you know, because it's out there in the Gulf and it's dangerous. And I was like, this is cool. So she started hitting our house. And I was like, this. <laughs> A funny comedian. If you're going to be a comedian, that's the best kind. Uh, Ron White there, as timely as today's headlines, a uh, hurricane story. But anyway, they evacuate the keys, and everybody leaves except for one guy who's going to stay there and tie himself to a tree on the beach to prove a point. And the point was, he said that at 53 years of age, he was in good enough physical condition to withstand the wind and the rain from a Force 3 hurricane. All right. Let me explain something to you. It isn't that the wind is blowing. It's what the wind is blowing. If you get hit with a Volvo, it doesn't really matter how many sit-ups you did that morning. Texas native, U.S. Navy veteran and comedian, Ron White at the Classic Center, Friday night with us this morning. Ron White, thanks for your time this morning. Oh, listen, uh, thanks for having me on your radio show. Now, like I say, people from Texas, listen, you don't have to lord it over the rest of us. It. not my fault I wasn't born in the best place in the country to be from, uh, the state of Texas, and a Navy veteran. At what point did you decide, you know what, I can make people laugh for a living? When did, you, when did that begin to plant its seed? Well, I, I had a... Uh, I had a little bit of a hard time figuring out what I could do uh, because my skill set's so specific, and, and it's also so limited. Uh, I, I didn't figure it out till I was uh, 29 years old, and the first time I walked on stage, and the first time I walked on stage, I went, oh, I'm a comedian. Huh. I wish somebody would have told me. That <laughs> would have saved me some time. And, and what's the pecking order there? I always say this about athletes, right? If you're a baseball player, you just play baseball until you're not good enough to play baseball anymore, whatever level that happens to be. How does that work for a comedian? I mean, you just tell jokes until people stop laughing and you, then you go find some real job? <laughs> well, until they quit buying tickets, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when they're, you know, my, my fan, I've been waiting for this to end since it started. <laughs> You know the 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 big success after blue collar comedy tour and all that stuff and and I I really thought it would last I, I didn't know I mean I just always assumed it was about to end and that's been you know 15 years almost now and uh, and I guess because my fan base well they're big and and there's a, they're baby boomers so they're the same age as me basically within you know 15 years one way or the other and uh, and we're aging at the same rate. So, you know, as long as I stay relevant, they seem to want to hear what I have to say about it. So, you know, that's just a miracle on ice. Ron White, uh, again, uh, Classic Center Friday night, still some tickets out there. Uh, You mentioned that blue-collar comedy tour, and I I still circle back and watch that stuff. Uh, The thing that always strikes me when I do, of course, you and Foxworthy and and, uh, Bill Ingvall, Larry the Cable Guy, the thing that strikes me, and I, I, I know at some point, listen, everything is a job, right? I mean, you get a check for doing that stuff, and at some point it's a job, but it looks genuine. It looks like you guys are just hanging out, and, and like if, even if there wasn't an audience, if there weren't cameras and microphones, this is what you'd be doing anyway. Yeah, it kind of was what we did anyway. Uh, we'd all been friends for a long time, and uh, uh, so the camaraderie was uh, unmistakable. 
and uh, and I think that, that that's probably what caught everybody. Uh, it, it made it just look like fun. <laughs> it made it look like we were having fun, and we were having fun. Uh, they're still great friends of mine. I'm doing Jeff's uh, uh, blog or whatever you call it uh, uh, Wednesday, so I'll be at the punchline with him Wednesday during the day with a live audience doing whatever it is he asked me to do specifically. I forget what they call those things. But, Ron White was. Uh, but everybody, you know, a lot of people have them, but, I, but I've been wanting to do Jeff's for a long time. and uh, So, you know, it was just a, it was, it was a miracle. My, my whole retirement plan was maybe something neat will happen. <laughs> And that's what happened. <laughs> that was neat. And uh, that's something's got to happen. Something's got to happen to make you famous. You don't get there and doing shows in Omaha. Uh, something. And, I... uh, and the blue collar comedy tour is what did it. And that, I mean, that's the people go. How much influence did that have on your career? All of it. <laughs> if it wasn't for Foxworthy, I wouldn't be here. Wow. That's for sure. No, Ron White would. I've heard comedians in in recent a couple of things that comedians are kind of griping about. And I like to listen to other people talk about their jobs. A couple of things that people talk about. Number one, everybody's out there now. They got these cell phones, and and they're basically recording your show, and it's popping up on YouTube and all the rest of it. I'm told that it's kind of difficult for you folks to work out new material, right? You go to places, little small places, you tell a joke. If they don't laugh, you don't tell that one again. The Internet and cell phones and YouTube and all the rest of it, I'm told, makes that part of your job kind of difficult. Well, you know, we I think everybody monitors the crowds pretty close. Nobody does it better than Chappelle does. Uh, Chappelle has obvious people walking up and down the aisle looking for anybody. You, you can't interrupt his show because people have a tendency to want to scream out yeah. Rick James and stuff like that. Uh, but he makes sure none of it happens. And you have to, if you have a cell phone, you have to pack it in a bag that's sealed. And you know, you, you, and then there are some clubs that are like that, small clubs in L.A., so you can work out new stuff that they will not allow a cell phone in there. And uh for, for that very reason, so you can go in there. And, and, and it's not just try something once if it doesn't work. You try something once it doesn't work, you probably did it wrong. And then you go down to the street and do it again. And I, I do three sets a night when I'm in L.A. I do the Comedy Store, Laugh Factory, and the Improv every night. And uh, so you can't live without that stuff. You can't live without that stage time. And, uh, and and that's, you know, I hear people, <laughs> comics got nothing to complain about yeah. anyway. Nobody does less. No, Jeff, uh, Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld, I've heard him and others, Jay Leno, people complain about the other thing that they're griping about. Political correctness is making it so difficult for even those guys, and it's hard to be more mainstream than those two, to tell jokes without offending somebody. I don't know. How do you, how do you say anything no, funny without know, offending Let me people? tell you what that's all about. I, I, I love uh, uh, Jerry and Jay, uh, but they do colleges, and that's who doesn't like their stand-up. And that's because they need to go perform for people their own age. Hmm. You know, these guys are old men like me. My crowd average age is 60 years old. Uh, they're going to college performing for 20-year-olds, and uh, and they're not hip anymore. Talk to a 20-year-old. And so it might not even be that. I mean, it may just be, uh, you know, move on. Just, you know, yeah. <laughs> just, just something older. So that's why I don't come in there and play the college, because college kids, they don't that, – I'm not that I don't have young fans, because I certainly do. But that's not who I'm trying to entertain, and that's not who I'm worried about. I'm the least politically correct comic, <laughs> one of them I know, uh, but I'm also not very political. Uh. So 
uh, and for by design, I'm not political. Never have been. It's because I, there's nothing, no reason to polarize half your audience. Yeah, you know, I always wondered about that. With I, your stupid political opinions that are probably wrong anyway. Yeah, you know, that seems to be so many people stick now. Just run out and say Donald Trump and something about having orange hair and, and low then, hanging fruit, baby. Yeah, if you yeah. go get it. You know, I didn't do it when it was high hanging fruit, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And I and I don't do it now. So and I, I that was a conscious decision during that election. There was so much tension. I'm like, I'm just going to go do my act. I'm not going to. There's no reason for me to drag this in here and let these people laugh for a day. You know, there there's so much tension and, and strife over it. Why don't I just go up there and and not necessarily shut up and sing, but you know, shut up and sing. Yeah. Ron White. So was- why do I you know have to use that stage to support my political views and religious views and. I mean, I, I kind of say what I want to say anyway, but there's really no reason for me to become Bill Maher now. Mm-hmm. Let Bill Maher go be Bill Maher. Uh, he'll shut up and sing Friday night at the Classic Center. Still some tickets out there. Ron White, best of luck with this. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.